Hello, everyone, and welcome to You're on Fire, a Pokemon Unite podcast. Hi, I'm Jake, your resident content cowboy here. Yeehaw, and I am joined by two of the greatest gentlemen in the world, the incredible You're on Fire co-host. Say hi, Loosh. Hey, guys. How are we going? And of course, hello, Crashy. Hello. Happy to be here. Really excited. We're getting this thing kicked off. And uh, I I don't know. We have a great cast. I'll say that much. I'm, I'm really happy to be with, with the two of y'all. I'm so happy to be with you two as well. I'm also happy to be recording our first episode again. We have recorded <laughs> this episode. We recorded it five days ago or so, and we had some technical issues, but I'm actually excited to have this episode coming out right now because I think there's so much more to talk about given that we just had a new Pokemon release. We had some massive balance changes. We've had the announcement of Worlds. We've had this massive... Sh- Uh, shiny tournament. So there's a lot to get to in this first episode. Before we do, I think it would be a good idea to let everyone know in case you're unfamiliar with us, who we are, how we came to Unite. So we'll hop into that really quick. Again, my name's Jake. I've played MOBAs for a long, long time. Pokemon as well. This just felt like uh, sort of a perfect combination for me. And I make a ton of videos on YouTube. Uh, How about you, Loosh? Uh, So yeah, my name's Loosh. I uh, am from Australia. (laughs) I played Pokemon my entire life. I used to play uh, ranked in the VGC world and that was a lot of fun. And then when this game came out, it was just a no-brainer for me to jump in. And I also make some content on YouTube, so definitely come check it out. Nice. And Crashy, of course. Yeah, so uh, yeah, my name's Crashy. I've been doing gaming content since I was like 13. Well, really like 15, but I started playing competitive gaming and going to LAN events when I was like 13. Been big on MOBAs, shooters, um, played a ton of League of Legends, Heroes of the Storm. I went professional in an old MOBA, Rest in Peace, Infinite Crisis. It was a DC Comics MOBA. I was like well known for playing Doomsday Jungle. And oh, dude, it was so fun. Such a good time back then. But I, I remember seeing the announcement for Pokemon Unite and I thought like, wow, that game looks like, you know, that looks really cool. Like it's Pokemon. Like who doesn't know Pokemon? Never really been a huge Pokemon fan, but Pokemon Unite, like the evolutions when you level up, I was like, it's a MOBA. It's going to be cool. Uh, jumped on it. Uh, bought a capture card, bought a a switch after playing the beta. And I said, you know what, let's make some content for this game. And it's been a a really good payoff so far. So just a really, really fun game. Really happy to be a part of this game in this community. Absolutely. Same. I I thought I thought the announcement for Unite seemed so cool. I know some people were down on it at first, but obviously they have made a really amazing game here. We did it. We let people know who we were. I think we should talk about this tree. Trevenant was just released in Pokemon Unite a few days ago now, as long as well as a uh, pretty huge balance change. I feel like anytime multiple Pokemon get messed with, items get messed with, there's a ton going on. Let's start with Trevenant. I know it's been, um, I think, probably the most hated release of any Pokemon that's come to this game. I'm wondering if it's just because everyone understands the game so much more now, like maybe Mamoswine or or Gardevoir when they were released would have gotten a little more hate, but boy, Trevenant seems to be sort of widely panned across the board. Crashy, what do you think of uh, this tree and maybe some of the reception it's gotten? Yeah, so I came out pretty hot and heavy, and I always do. And uh, I think over-exaggerations or even just saying things early is like, it's fine. Um, I, I said, oh, man, maybe the worst Pokemon in the game. I don't really feel that way. I do think it's definitely on the bottom side, though. Um, it just feels very underwhelming for a defender. Like, anything that this tree wants to do, another defender will do better. 
um, except for recovering itself. But that's not, you know, that's kind of just the niche of the character. I feel like that's just kind of like the way they did this character's tankiness. And ultimately, the irony is that, in my opinion, I know Lucia's going to say the same thing because we've talked about it. It's like numbers changes. Like, this character is so close to incredible. And it's really fun, by the way. I think it's got a, a super cool feel to it. But there's some clunkiness in there. There's some some not-so-great efficacy in there. It just doesn't feel like it heals enough or is tanky enough or has enough cooldowns or whatever you want to – however you want to look at it. But Tree, not very good. Trevenant, not very good. Um, the early game, oh my gosh, I'll just let y'all talk about it. Go on ahead and take it away, Lush. <laughs> yeah, so they, they gave it Ghastly's early game, which I don't quite understand because, we, as we know, Ghastly has the worst early game in the entire game. But I think Crash said it perfectly. Trevenant is just underwhelming. The character's not bad, but he just doesn't do anything better than anybody else. It, it does have that really cool tech of the Horn Leech, uh, Curse Horn Leech. That's a really, really fun way to play. And the Unite has some potential. I just think, yeah, I think we need some numbers changes to see it to be played over something like Wigglypuff or Wigglypuff, Wigglytuff or Slowbro or even Snorlax. Yeah. Well, I mean, something that you guys both touched on a little bit, that early game is brutal. And being in lane with Trevenant, you are, unless you are a lane monster, you have such a hard time in lane. Now imagine that you're in one of those situations where you're, uh, I don't know, Greninja or Cinderace or something like that. Someone's decided to steal your jungle. So now you're running into lane and you're running in there with Trevenant. It is just, I mean, you are getting stomped the entire laning phase of that game with that Pokemon. I think that's one of Trevenant's biggest weaknesses is maybe it just needs to evolve at four or something like that. Like get it out of that phantom stage really, really early. Both of you talking about uh, changing its numbers a little bit. I It reminds me of the Chris Heroes tweet that always makes me laugh <laughs> about Trevenant. And I have it's it right so here. Good. It's uh, Trevenant is pretty fantastic. He just needs more self-healing, take less damage, more CC, longer CC, more damage, less charge-ups, more health, more defense, more special defense, and lower cooldowns. Uh, and it's it's so silly, but it's I know what he's saying is this Pokemon is super underwhelming, but also he's so right because if they do tune this all up just a little bit, it all of a sudden is a really, really legitimate sort of brawly tank type defender. I guess my biggest issue with it is, as you said earlier, Crashy, someone else does almost everything in its kit a little bit better. And if you're running Trevenant, you kind of need another tank on the team because this is not what you would mm -hmm. expect from a tank character. Yeah, it, it, um, it definitely just like doesn't quite hit the mark for a tank. It feels very fighty. Um, which is great. You know, we, we have other tanks like that. I mean, Greedon's not a tank, right? Like, Greedon's not a traditional yeah. tank. It's a defender, yeah. but it's not a tank. But it doesn't even fit that fighty role really well. Now, the, the Unite move, dude, it, it has crazy potential. Mm -hmm. And I think that Trevenant, like... It's a good design, and I think that that's better than anything because it's got strong bones, right? It's got strong mm -hmm. bark. The bark is strong, and um, I, I, I think well, I think it's fine, right? It's iterative. This is iteration one. Maybe they mm -hmm. were just a, maybe they were tired of the rhetoric of oh, they always release new Pokemon super broken, and they just want to make a bunch of sales. I respect that, right? Like I respect that yeah. wanting to combat that rhetoric and uh, give it time. Let them iterate. Let them get some feedback, and and we'll we'll be brawling it out with a tree. And like I said, I have fun when I play it. I still play it. It's just it is you fun. know it's a it's a little troll, little troll. Yeah. 
That's one of the things I think uh, it does matter is how fun a Pokemon is to play. I think they do a really good job of always releasing characters that are at least fun to play. And I find Trevenant to be very, very fun. Uh, mm. But it does feel like you're you're kind of disappointing your team with that role a little bit. You know, it reminds me not as intensely, but it reminds me of where Garchomp's been in this game for mm. so long, which is you're not horrible. You're just taking the spot of someone else who might be able to do a lot of what you do better. And I guess I would like to start talking about balance with you guys. Speaking of Garchomp, now that we have this big patch here, I feel like we could spend a lot of time on this patch, but they changed a ton of things. Slow Smoke is now an incredible item. Garchomp seems to be, I mean, catapulting itself into viability. Gengar got a bit of a rework. Where would you guys like to start with this, Crashy? What do you think is the most interesting thing about this balance patch for you? Yeah, you, you, I mean, you nailed it for me. I want to talk about Garchomp. I think, um, I think Garchomp has just been the meme of Unite, right? Like Japanese meta or Japanese patch um, beta. There, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, super strong, ridiculously strong, comes out on live, felt good, has been power crept every step of the way and buff after buff, like it's just not enough. And finally, we have a little bit of light for Garchomp. The irony, I still don't think it's like the top highest of tier. Um, I think the roles that it fills are like a potential. And this is five stack meta, especially North American five stack meta. The solo lane, it's pretty decent. I've seen it played. Uh, Potato Uwu is an insane player, right? Like he, he can make it work no matter what. Um, but I've seen him play it in the solo lane meta. Pretty good. Um, jungle, I think it it's, feels really solid. That said, I don't think it's the best jungler in the world right now. I don't think it's the, the highest jungle pick. But the things that it can do and what it does well feel really strong, and they just gave it more of that potential to do that. Like, what one thing that Garchomp brings to the table that has always been a really good benefit is the push potential with, like, Dragon Rush, the Dragon Claw, Dragon Combo, and controlling the bees, controlling the Rotom. And now you can actually have that without trolling, <laughs> and that's really fun. And the team fight potential. The Unite move has always been one of the... I, I, I've always thought that Dragonite or Garchomp's uh, Unite move has been one of the stronger Unite moves in the game. It is just massive potential for team fights. You see this character get ramped up, and it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So I think Garchomp is in a way better spot than it used to be. Uh, the the only issue with it at the moment is you want to play it in the top lane. It's where you really want to put it. But they also buffed another top laner, <laughs> which uh, yeah, was a decision that they made. So I think Garchomp, <laughs> it, it's got really good team fight. It's got really good team fight. It has the ability to push an entire team into one spot. The Unite, as you said, Crashy, is in incredible. You can do so much burst. You can completely zone a carry out of the fight. They have to run away. They cannot deal with you. And it's 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 nice to see Garchomp be a threat. Yeah, I think that is really cool. It's it's cool to have a pick in the game that for the longest time I I felt like when I saw Garchomp picked on my team, I would go, man, we're kind of already behind in this game because unless the player was one of those amazing, you know, like Potato or Phil or something like that, someone who really rocks it with Garchomp, you're in a lot of trouble. Now, I think it's actually at least a legit pick. 
Uh, all of its moves have kind of been changed in an interesting way. I have some of the notes right here. Dig has this really uh, crazy knockup at Dig Plus. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious watching it. Uh, you get defense and special defense when you land a dig of plus 350, which is massive. Earthquake slows now. Uh, I think the upgraded earthquake slows near the center more or something like mm. that. Dragon Rush, you have uh, reduced damage when it's active. It's unstoppable when it upgrades. Dragon Claw slows. I mean, there's just so much that was changed with Garchomp. It feels like maybe this is finally those all those quality of life adjustments that it needed to bring it up from the bottom tiers of the game, which is so cool because every, I mean, it's probably one of the most, it's probably one of the Pokemon that people are most excited to play. Whenever I'm streaming or anything like that, I get asked about Garchomp constantly. I think everyone wants it to be good and it finally might kind of be there, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I do want to talk uh, about another, was, oh, go ahead, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no, it definitely does feel way better. And um, it doesn't feel troll. Unfortunately, there is a few characters that even with buffs still do feel a little bit troll. Maybe you can segue us into one of those. You can take your pick. I don't know. I think there's like a couple. Well, okay. There are a few that are still just really low tier, I think. I still think, and I'm, I think it's way better, but I'll start with this. I still think Decidueye is in a pretty rough spot. And it's just because of how the game works. It's not that they're not giving it a lot of opportunities. All of its moves are better. I like them a lot more. Spirit Shackle, you have multiple arrows in your quiver now, which is really cool. Razor Leaf uh, is a little bit stronger, which is awesome. And then you've got Leaf Storm, which actually has a pretty legitimate knockback now. It actually feels like it's doing what it was supposed to do. I just, I don't know. I, I still feel like Decidueye is probably the the worst pick when it comes to your 80 carries and you kind of have to compare it to that. I don't know. Maybe if you want to compare it to something like a, a Pikachu, you could, but then you lose a ton of CC. I just think Decidueye is still in a pretty rough spot right now. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think Decidueye is, it, it's so squishy, right? Like it, it gets obliterated by anything and the lack of mobility. I mean, the leaf storm was a great change that feels a lot better now. But I think the problem with Spirit Shackle is that even though you have multiple shots now, it takes so long to wind up that move and actually shoot it off that I just don't think it's it's that usable. And, and I think the Unite needs a lot of love too. Yeah, that Unite, man, is just one of the roughest in the game. It felt like it could be crazy overpowered, uh, mm. but it's not. It You can just... A tank can kind of stand in front of it, and you're not able to take an objective with it. It doesn't do that much damage. You're either too far from the fight to really affect the fight in a meaningful way, or you're too close, and people are just going to walk up to you and KO you. What do you think about Decidueye, Crashy? I, I would like to see a couple things. I mean, I definitely agree with y'all. I, I think that the character struggles. It, 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 it They're filling or trying to fill a very niche design, and I respect the hell out of it. Um, and what they're going for is this Omega glass cannon shredding monster or far in the back sniping monster, right? I get it. A couple of things. Spirit Shackle, undeniably way, way better, but I agree. I think the windup is too long. Like, it, you're losing so much damage time just doing the windup. And I'm not going to lie, even with three charges, I think the cooldown might be too long still. Like, I'll use my snipe and then I'm just like, okay, well, now I have to step in. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go over there. Like, that's not where I want to be. So maybe pull that cooldown down a second, maybe two seconds for the recharge or 
something, maybe give it a slightly faster windup. But even on the other side of things, um, Leaf Storm, is that the name of it? Yeah, Leaf Storm and um, Shadow Sneak. Those as like the movement, anti-movement kind of abilities, I would almost still like to see a little bit more buffs for that. For Shadow Sneak, I think even maybe going faster or having like a little mini dash into the Shadow Sneak could be really cool. I think for Leaf Storm, having it act almost like, I think Moonblast still has that kind of like shove back, um, almost like yeah, a like disengage. Yeah, I would love, yeah, like Air Slash, exactly. I would love to see like a disengage, pushback, uh, a mini dash, like just it's a slight movement because I don't want them to turn it into a Cinderace with Flame Charge. I don't want it to be, mm. you know, a Surf Greninja or anything like that. Um, but just to kind of close the gap on it. And the biggest thing for Decidueye for me would be if the, if the, if the whole niche is mostly a mobile shredder, give it more lifesteal maybe. Give it more potential to stand there and, and like, I want to see the health bar trading, right? Like, I want to see their health bar shredding and, and like, going down while yours is, like, kind of fighting to stay up and go up. Like, I want to see that back and forth. But right now, what it feels like is Decidueye gets dough, boom, it's gone. Like, it's a, it's almost a magic trick. They ought to give it, um, yeah. they ought to give an all-rounder, like, a magician hollowware, and they ought to give Decidueye a bunny hollowware. You know what I mean? Like, poof, it's gone. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, it's the worst. Yeah, I think that's a big a big issue is just how easy it is to KO it. It it can get bursted down so fast. It kind of reminds me of Cram in that respect where I love dive Cram. It's so fun, but at the same time you're one of the squishiest characters in the game kind of making your way up to someone. You have a lot of mobility, but you also, if you're caught, you're just in so much trouble. And I think that's what they're looking for is to have a Pokemon where like you said, it's this crazy sniper and it shreds from a distance. And of course, if it gets caught, it goes down. The problem is, is it's pretty easy to catch people in this game. It's not that hard to get in on any Pokemon. Yeah. If you're a Pokemon with any kind of dive, it's not that tough to get in. Lush, I'm curious if there's another Pokemon you want to talk about that's maybe hurting still, or if you want to talk about someone who really won this uh, balance update. I think for, for me personally, the winner is... Uh... A Pokemon that did not need a buff, and it is Lucario. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I think that I I don't understand. I've been trying since it happened to understand why they felt Lucario needed to be better. I think for a second, people were debating, is it S tier? And they were like, we can't have that. And they had to make sure Lucario was the most prominent Pokemon in the entire game. Because the close combat, I I, I don't... (laughs) It heals you to full. You get unstoppable and you do thousands of damage. And I just, I, what do you think of it, Crashy? What do you think of the Lucario change? I think that, it, it, you know, I want to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I agree with you. It's crazy. The buff is way too strong. And again, I think it's, it, there's a sensible change around the corner. Um, but I want to give them credit because close combat's pick rate to Bone Rush was probably demonstrably low, right? Like it was, mm-hmm. it was so, so low. Um, and so I see the, the the desire to buff it from a from a statistics point of view. I think they buffed it too much, obviously, <laughs> but I appreciate the attempt. It also happened with the perfect storm of slow smoke getting Omega buffed, <laughs> and so now you have like I dude the clips that I have seen where you you jump into a team in mean, the clips that I've made or you jump into a team and slow smoke them they literally fall to a crawl and you shred them I mean just destroy them it's super fun I love that close combat is more viable I think um maybe 
maybe just not so strong, you know? Um, but I, I respect the, the, the chance, right? Like, again, balance is iterative. It just so happens that this iteration, this poor iteration for close combat lands on Lucario. Cause like, it does seem almost like biased, right? Like at this point, we're like, who, who's, who's running things over there? Like, who is the Lucario, uh, dev over there? Um, but it's funny. I, it, I'm having fun with it. It's just too strong. Definitely. It is. It's so strong. Clearly, they love Lucario. Well, you know, I, I think they're in this weird spot where they don't want to take a Pokemon that's always been good and absolutely destroy it. So they're trying to make reasonable changes to this Pokemon. But every time they do, I guess there is also someone there who goes, yeah, but we could we could buff the other side so that, you know, maybe they try that out. And then all of a sudden we have <laughs> power up punch close combat coming in. Like you said, the slow smoke stuff that I've seen with it, the slow smoke stuff I've also done with it. It's so mean. You you jump into the entire enemy team. If you hit one person, you almost get all your life back. If you hit more than one thing with close combat you're at full health all of a sudden and like you said i think loose you're doing thousands of damage with it it's like over yeah. two thousand damage with every time you land your close combat on someone it's it, absolutely you're insane. always unstoppable always. And you're, yeah i think that's the, <laughs> the big thing about it too like you get to your plus uh power up punch and you're just unstoppable like they just like can't stop you from doing anything and that that i think is a little dangerous but it's like close combat is just like Serena's healing, like originally, right? Like it's like, oh, hey, there's just a pack of people. Let me just full heal myself on them and do a bunch of damage at the same time. Uh, that said, I'll segue us into Serena. I think she lost hard this patch. I, I think that it, this sounds crazy and I, I don't even know if anybody will agree with me, but I think Serena's the worst all rounder right now. Um, I think Machamp is is performing really well. I, I can I can see it being laned in solo queue and competitive. I can see it being laned well. I can see it jungled well. I think Charizard's big winner. My boy Charizard's a big winner this patch. Lucario won big. Dragonite fell a little bit. I don't know if I think it's worse than Serena, but man, Serena, ugh, I just play it. And I just feel like I feel like I'm a, a shadow of my former self. I need to play more Zarina since the update. I need to play more of every single Pokemon. I don't know if you guys always feel like this, but a new update comes out and I feel like I need to spend way more time mm -hmm. with everyone yep. because there are things I start to notice even as I go through and I go, oh, actually this doesn't feel like that much of a nerf at all. <laughs> and then there are other things that feel massive. So I'm normally a stomp player. I like stomp. I like sort of the uh, assassiny nature of it. You just get that triple stomp and you kind of delete any carry you walk next to. So I've played mainly Zarina stomp with attack weight for a long time. I know everyone plays triple axel. It was essentially the meta for this Pokemon. So I can imagine this change feeling... I can imagine it feeling pretty intense. You look at the numbers and it's hard to say exactly how big of a change it is. But yeah, from from someone who plays it, obviously, Crashy, you're saying it's it feels pretty huge. What about you, Lush? Do you play much uh, Serena or have you tried yeah. it much since yeah, this balance I, update? Yeah, I play quite a bit of Serena and I feel like uh, I feel like maybe they just don't want Lucario to have a rival. So they had to hit Serena pretty hard. And uh, Serena... I think it needed a little tweak. I think it was a little too strong, but I think they gutted it a little too much. I think it just doesn't perform how it did. Uh, Stomp did get buffed, so you might have a lot more fun with that, but the, the triple axle set just, it doesn't feel like what it was, and the grassy glide cooldown being increased, it's, it's just, I think they hit too many things, and they should have just maybe toned it back just a little. Yeah. 
I mean, this is something that we actually talked about on the last episode, uh, is I think we talked about how we thought Zarina was really, really close to balanced. And I agree. Mm. I'm actually surprised that they messed with it so much. Like Dragonite felt like it needed uh, a lot of uh, changes, honestly, because it was just so dominant in the game. It's basically if your team doesn't have a Dragonite, you have a much harder chance of winning. Mm. But Serena never really felt like that. It just felt like something that really cleaned up uh, players who were kind of inexperienced who didn't know what was going it was on with the, Serena. It's, it's a Gengar situation, in my opinion. I, I really do think mm. that I'm... I, so it's crazy because um, I did my, like, hypothetical eight-page patch notes, and I didn't touch Serena on my hypothetical, like, what crashy would change patch notes, and people were like, oh, you're crazy, dude. She's OP. And I'm like, I just am not convinced. Like, mm. if, if it was me and I did have to change her... I would have taken the damage of triple axle and I would have, I would have cut it a, a tiny bit. And then it just felt good. Like you have to mm-hmm. split when you fight her, you have to know that you need to focus her or how to deal with her. Honestly, slow smoke is an indirect nerf to her automatically. So it's yep. like, it's like the combination of like, I don't really think she was as strong as people thought slow smoke comes in, they hit her pretty hard. And then it's just like, mm, man, she really took a hit. So it's a little unfortunate. Cause I think that her kit design is probably, she's probably outside of Charizard for Charizard reasons. She's probably my favorite all-rounder to play because I just, she's just so fluid and fast and loose, and it's just so fun. Uh, but, man, I've played her a few times now. I've changed my build on her since then because I don't feel like I'm shredding and able to keep myself alive, so I've gone tankier with her. I didn't used to ever run Buddy mm-hmm. Barrier on her. I'm running Buddy Barrier on her now. And it's not a you know DOA Pokemon. like It's not completely useless, uh, but it, it's definitely not the same. Yeah, yeah. I think Serena always had a really, really strong late game. But had a really mediocre early game to even it out, so I don't think that the hit this large was was warranted. Yeah, it feels it felt odd to me too. But it, I mean, I think you nailed it with the uh, Gengar comparison, where it wasn't that broken, but people really thought it was, and I think it just shred lower rank players. So they were like, "We have mm-hmm. to do something uh, about this." They have to balance not only for people who are playing at the top end, but people who are newer to the game or you know still climbing, which has got to be ninety nine percent of the player base. So I do understand changes like that, but it is a bummer because I really think they hurt. Uh, Zarina from what you guys are saying. Then again, hey, maybe it's good for me. Stomp Zarina. Let's see it. Uh, I want to talk about Dragonite a little bit. Someone who needed big, big nerfs. I still feel like it's pretty good, but you definitely feel where it got hit. It's Hyper Beam is doing less damage. It's Unite move is no, is no longer as spammable as it used to be. They've like completely, not completely changed it to a point where it's unusable, but you used to be able to just bunny hop buddy barriers throughout the entire game and that's Mm. no longer a thing which i think is a much needed change for dragonite yeah i think dragonite's still pretty strong uh the unite change was very big because you can't just ult on the spot score and then ult to dreadnought (laughs) you you can't spam it around constantly like you used to and the hyper beam damage on players change was very very big but it still has that crazy objective pressure when a Dragonite's standing near an objective, you have to fight it. You have to run at it. So I think it's still fairly strong, but I don't think it's overly broken anymore. What's your take on Dragonite, Crashy? So I I, I think Dragonite's actually fallen pretty hard. And, and the reason why I feel that way is because it has that crazy pressure, but it also is filling the jungle role. And that jungle role is, is most often used for like this hyper carry. We really want to get ahead so that way we know we can win fights. 
And Dragonite's fight's, like, not really that great to me. Like, you have to ramp up, and you can get big damage, don't get me wrong. Um, and you can get it level 8, you don't have to force 9. So, like, Dreadnought fight, first Dreadnought fight, not bad. I just worry that, like, this character's actually not scaling into mid to late game super well. You're not spamming buddy barriers, like we said. You're not really able to use it for, like, scoring a ton, like we said. You have to be a bit more methodical with the Unite move. And you start comparing this character to other junglers, and then you start seeing the team fight potential that it brings. Um, I mean, I'm going to pull him out again. Charizard alone, Cinderace, like, these characters have much more impactful Unite moves, and I feel like they have much more damage potential. So now we're weighing the objective pressure and the objective secure versus like just being strong and being able to fight. Mm. And I think that Dragonite is, is, is just slightly slipping under them. Not bad. Um, but it, it's, it's slipping, um, compared to the potential that other junglers have. Now, if it was really, really good in lane, I don't think it'd be a problem, but it's okay in lane. It's like, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It's not, it's okay. it doesn't have the worst secure out there, but it's not great. It takes a while to sort of get online. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be eight by an objective if you're in lane. If you're lane, so. yeah. Yeah, it does have some issues there. I've noticed it does have a buff to extreme speed. Doesn't even feel like close to enough of a buff for that move, even though I just really range, like the way right? it works. What's that? Is it just, it's just the range, right? And cooldown. So and it's cool a slight downs. range okay. increase and a two-second cooldown, which is pretty big for cooldown, don't get me wrong, but it's like... I don't I don't mm. know if that's that huge of a deal there. I feel like they could actually buff that a bit more. And I'm surprised we see no change to Outrage, which isn't terrible but it really it has a lot of components to it that i think are just big drawbacks it, like any pokemon that fights like that people can get away from you pretty easily and you stun yourself out of it so you stun yourself out of some very annoying situations you stun yourself out of a good chase you stun yourself out of scoring you just have to be a lot more careful when you're playing the outrage build and I'm surprised when we see close combat for Lucario get this buff, why didn't we see a little love for Outrage there? It feels like it could use a little something to make it viable. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's very hard to stick to Pokemon in this game. It, mobility is just so large, right? I mean, Cinderace is dashing every five seconds. It's kicking off you. It's flipping. It's it's really hard to, to chase it down. Uh, when Dragonite first released on day one, I was a big Outrage fan. The first game I played it, I was like, this feels crazy. But... After I started playing it a little more, I just, I realized how underwhelming it is. And I, I definitely think it could use some love. What about you, Crashy? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think now is definitely the time to start experimenting with it. I, I would love to see maybe some teams, and this doesn't really translate to solo queue too much, but I'd love to see some teams maybe try Outrage in like solo top lane, see if they can, um, you know, maybe handshake farm some against the Lucario and just pull it out and see what it could do maybe. Um, I don't know. I, 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 th I think that like, there's going to be picks in this game that will shine in the future, too. Like, there's going to be, like, I, I think back to Decidueye, and I keep thinking, man, maybe it just takes the perfect defender with Decidueye that locks people down just long enough, you know what I mean, that it can, go, you know, shred through them before they can move. Like, the right snare, the right mm. stun. And, you, you know, I think that, like, sometimes you just can't see the bigger picture, and... I don't think that's what's happening here. I think that Dragonite is just a little bit underwhelming on the outrage side, but could be explored with, could be buffed for sure. Um, I guess we'll just see. It's fun to play, but the self-stun, man, ah, it's just so annoying. So annoying. Can we talk real quickly or for a while maybe about one of 
I think the best changes to come out of a balance change, which is what's going on with Charizard right now. I think Charizard, the way Charizard plays right now, it's so fluid. It's so fast. I love playing this new Charizard. Charizard was always, always on the border of being really good. It was just always really close. Its Unite move is one of the best, if not the best in the game at certain points. It's kind of defined by that Unite. It, it had struggles in lane. It really needs a lot of experience. You probably want to put it in the jungle. But now the way you can move in and out with Fire Blast and what's the other one called? I always mix it up. Flamethrower. Uh, Flamethrower. Thank thrower. Yeah. you. Fire Blast, Flamethrower. The way you can sort of move through fights it feels like you can outplay with charizard in such an amazing way right now i absolutely love char i think it's so good right now and so fun the the design of this character is just so unique because i think you nailed it you play charizard for the unite move you're, you're not you know nobody goes oh my god that was a crazy flamethrower like that just doesn't really happen <laughs> but you you have this kit design and i still want to see some love for flare blitz fire punch i'm just throw that out there i think just to pull it up a little bit but regardless charizard's in a great position you have this kit design that allows for this like poking style i don't really want to initiate and now you give it the quality of life of this free-flowing movement and you really do have it it's almost i don't know how to explain like explain it it's almost like this bungee cable kind of action where you step in and you burn and you step out and you poke and you step in and you burn and it's and it gets so fun and then the minute that unite pops off you go up in the air maybe you drop a slow smoke or an x attack maybe you're using the full heal to make sure that you can get it off whatever you're using and you just shred and you can position they increase the range on the the ults uh, auto attacks so now you're flying over terrain and oh my gosh the way that they did charizard is like the perfect buff it's it's super strong but it doesn't feel broken to me like it, it, it's it's definitely not great in lane i i agree i think that this character is a jungler and it just feels good man it just feels so good to play charizard right now yeah yeah i definitely agree charizard is is one of the winners of this patch for sure uh flamethrower feels so fluid fire blast feels so fluid that sometimes i press it and don't realize it's come out because i'm so used to that pause and that stop that it used to have but yeah charizard you can't escape it it can kite you it can it's the perfect anti-carry. So if teams are starting to picking Cinderace and Greninja again, as we're seeing, Charizard is just the counter to that. The, the Unite is so threatening in a team fight. It's it's hard to deal with. Um, I know you experimented with Slow Smoke on it, Crashy, and they just weren't able to get away. And it's just uh, it, it's good to see because I don't know if you guys remember when the, the game first started. People talk about Charizard being the worst Pokemon in the game, and it's it's good to see it rise up. It's good to see it be be played a lot. Yeah. It's uh, it's such a cool one. For me, it feels like, at least from feel-wise, it's like the winner of this patch for yeah. me because I just love the way it feels. And there's, it's hard to really decide how that you know affects a character on a, a tier list or something like that. But the way you can play this character is, <laughs> it's just so fun. It's vastly improved. I love that uh, bungee cord analogy. That's like a great way to look at it because you really are moving in and out. And now also the chase on it is so brutal. It's, you, as you said, Luce, you can't get away from it. You flamethrower, you catch up to them. You're, uh, I keep blanking on the name, Fire Blast. It, <laughs> you know, it slows them when you hit them with it. So it's a great way to also chase people down. I just really love char right now i think it's uh awesome is, let, let's uh let's hit another pokemon who would you like to talk about Lush? uh machamp let's talk about machamp my favorite pokemon of all time and they gave machamp some love and 
I don't think people realize how impactful this change actually was. So uh, when you look at the numbers, Karate Chop now can actually contest Lucario's medium match quick attack combo uh, in, in the top lane. So if you hit bulk up and become immune to that pushback, you can actually use Marchamp in the top lane pretty, pretty decently now. And that Unite, as we know, uh, completely just deletes a Pokemon. That little range of Dynamic Punch, that little increase, very, very big. You can you can make plays you couldn't before. And I just, I'm so happy with Marchamp right now, especially even running Slow Smoke on it. It, it will lock you down and you just will not escape. Uh, what do you guys think of Marchamp? I think it's great. Yeah, I, I, it. uh, yeah. I, I jungle it. I, I've seen... Saryu in the Shiny League, we'll probably talk about that. Saryu uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, like watching him. And again, like there is some contextual difference between what builds you can run and how you're playing it. Five stack meta and solo queue online uh, with ranked is just very different. But I mean, I, I, I'm still sticking to my normal build. I've been running Muscle, Razor, and Buddy. I come out of the jungle and I'm just, a, I'm a monster, man. Like you... You get that boot, and, and you're right, Karate Chop is way better for lane, but that almost doesn't even affect me when I'm jungling. But I come out of jungle, and I, like, start nailing this combo. I dynamic punch onto them, and I Razor Claw slow. And then my boosted auto's up, and then I leap to them. And the whole time, I'm just beating them. And it's like, this character is an all-rounder that's, like, auto-attack and ability-focused. You know, you have, like, Charizard's auto-attack focus. Lucario is, like, mostly ability-focused. Serena's like mostly ability focused. This character is just real, literally dynamic, and it's got burst. It has mobility. The unite move has always been phenomenal, and they 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 did such a small change that changed so much. You know, small changes mm -hmm. that did so much for the character. And I don't think it's OP. I don't think I'm I'm worried about it. Uh, when I see it, I'm like, okay, cool. Like you know what I mean? Like, All right, cool. I used to it used to be like Garchomp. Like oh my gosh, we're at a disadvantage. Um, but no, it's it's solid, man. I, I think that it's really really fun, and I'm I'm really pleased with it. Yeah, I like the changes to Machamp. It needed only a little bit. It's weird because some Pokemon are just like on that edge a little. They just need a little. It got the, a small lifesteal upgrade. The Karate Chop for me is probably the biggest change because I often play it in the top lane. So I just feel the difference there. I can secure a lot better, you know, against uh, enemy Pokemon, which is really nice. The Dynamic Punch range does feel pretty intense. Submission, I think it's cool that they changed it to where it still does damage when a Pokemon, you know, kind of rejects your submission when it's like full healed or, you know, safeguard or any of the million unstoppable situations a Pokemon is in now. Although because everyone is just always unstoppable, I think submission is still not very good. Unfortunately, it used to be crazy good, uh, but I, I, you just can't find a situation to actually grab somebody. Everyone think, is unstoppable in this game. I think if I if I remember correctly, maybe I'm crazy. Um, submission actually doesn't get blocked by full heal anymore. Oh really? Oh yeah. True? I'm pretty sure. I'm oh. pretty sure that's a change that happened. Oh. Um, I now I feel now that. I feel now I feel crazy because I'm pretty sure I've seen that, but I now I'm not crazy. About that. All right, well, hey, listen, this is that beautiful time. Let us know in the comments, like, because yes. I actually don't, I don't remember. I swear, I mean, maybe this is just a dream, and I don't remember. But I could have swore that was a change. That said, I mean, I'm gonna say it. I think dynamic punch is just the better option nine times out of ten. But every mm -hmm. now and then, I'm in a submission mood when I see a wiggly, and I'm just like, no, like, no wiggly, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of my thought on it. Yeah, I think I think Machamp's in a much better place, and it just took a little tweak here. Speaking of a Pokemon that got actually kind of a 
big tweak, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think of this, is Gengar. So Gengar got a really interesting rework where Hex and Dream Eater now come earlier than Shadow Ball and Sludge Bomb. It's kind of giving it this uh, stronger gank coming out of the jungle if you're using Hex. And now not only does Dream Eater come early, if you are playing this Dream Eater build, when you KO an enemy Pokemon, the ability resets. So you kind of set yourself up to have these massive, you know, five KOs on enemy teams. It's nice as a Pokemon like Gengar where I feel like one of its biggest issues was always that, yes, it can delete a Pokemon, but then it's standing right there and someone else can just KO Gengar. At least now with the Dream Eater build, maybe you can combo that and you can trade. You can get a, a few KOs for your one Gengar going down. It still lacks that escape mobility or anything like that. But I'm curious to hear what you guys think because... Even with these changes, I still am like, ah, I don't, I don't know what to do with Gengar. Mm, so I think Gengar's level five. Uh, it got a lot stronger on the Hex build, but I kind of feel like it's weaker on the Shadow Ball build. I liked the poke of Shadow Ball level five. It felt a lot better to me. And I, I think, as you said, the Pokemon just it. When it comes to team fights, you can maybe delete one person, but then you just you're going to get deleted yourself. It's especially with the Wigglytuffs running around, like you you, you can't do anything as Gengar. Um, Crash, do you have any thoughts on Gengar? Yeah, this character is just in a weird spot, man. I I um I really think that the Dream Eater change was formidable. I I don't think I like the level swapping though. I, I'm not a huge fan of it. it it's it's just not that good for bees and you can't really lane this character well. And, and so I agree. I think that like, I think that having shadow ball would be better in a lot of situations. Um, sludge bomb, even, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just weird. It, it's a weird, it's a weird spot for the character to be in. And I think that what they're going for is like the right direction, but I would have done it a little bit differently. What, what I think the character needs is more uptime, on its mobility abilities. So Dream Eater and Hex. And Dream Eater kind of got it. Like it got, uh, I think, a really good change. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. But I think that like something as simple as just giving it like a couple of charges of Hex would be good on a cooldown. So that way you have like, oh, I'm going to go in and Hex combo and go crazy. And then you're like, oh, wow, they full healed it. Or, oh, it's not, I missed. Let me just Hex out of here real quick. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and maybe it's not just charges. Maybe it's just Hex has two activations. And then, like, if you, like that second one can chain into being the, you know, how you spam it. I don't really know how to make that functionality work. I just think that, like, the uptime on this character's abilities feels way too down. Like you said, you're just kind of standing there when you don't have combo. If you're in their face, you're just kind of in their face. And the other thing that I think is just needs to be talked about is this character's early game, even when you're jungling, is just so slow, man. It's so bad. Like, give the character some AD or attack so it can just beat some jungle camps. It's so, like, <laughs> man, I've had games where I feel like if you mess up your clear on Gengar, because, like, you know, everybody messes up their clear every now and then. You 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 accidentally walk away from Bufalant too early or something. You'll, sh you'll you'll be showing up to lane and it's like like it's you're running out of time like you're like I gotta get there like come on man if you snap back on Willowis you won't make bees you won't get there bees <laughs> it's uh the characters just needs truly needs some some changes I you know I really don't like tossing the idea of reworks around but and it kind of just got a rework in a, in a sense but mm. this one might need some some real some real looking at you know yeah I just think it needs some sort of 
some way to disengage properly. I mean, I know you could run an eject button or something like on it. Sure, you could use its Unite, but who wants to use a Unite to run away all the time? It just... When, when a Pokemon falls low on a tier list for me, one of the things that I think is most important is how does it perform in the critical last few minutes of the game, you know, where a lot happens. And Gengar is one of those Pokemon where near an ending team fight, it's if the enemy team is even mildly competent, you're almost completely useless. You get one KO. Like, that's all you can get. And you've got to be so sneaky to even get that. Uh, coordinated teams, I can't imagine ever seeing a Gengar in its current state. I just don't know what you would ever do with it, why you would ever have it. It it, it can mm. it can work really well early. And solo queue, again, you're getting those five KOs. But yeah, it's just in such a... Still in such a rough spot, which is a bummer because it's a really cool Pokemon. And I think it's another one of those Pokemon like uh, Garchomp that people have just been rooting for for so long after its early nerfs. And I, I don't think it's ever made it back from there. I do want to talk be, about uh, one. Oh, I think it would be really interesting to see. Like we have all these ideas and we talk a lot about the kit, but it'd be really interesting to see them say, you know what? We like the way the kit's playing. Let's just give it a completely different Unite move. Like... Like completely, because like, because I, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't really know ghost moves all that well and what they could do. But maybe the the maybe the change is some long nuke, long range nuking unite move, or you you summon like a ghost field, and you know I don't know. Like everybody, you're like you you deal more damage to it, or SP damage is raised. Like I don't know, but like maybe that's the change. Maybe you you get really wacky with it, but yeah, meh, Gengar. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. could use a new passive too. I think. Oh yeah, passive is terrible. I yes. always forget. I always forget that, and I get I get comments every time. They're like, "You never talk about the passive." It's I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot. Can I, can we talk about Zara Aura really quickly? So I'll say this: for the past two patches, I have no idea what's going on. With I don't Zara either. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's like something about it's broken, or it's not broken, or it's. It, it, at times completely underwhelming and at times the most powerful thing inside the entire game at times wild charge completely takes away your health bar other times wild charge doesn't feel like it's doing that much damage it had a spark bug there it's had it sorry not spark it had its volt absorb bug mm -hmm. but then i also think something was happening with spark uh, illuminate me. I don't know what is going on with Zeraora. All I all I know what to say about Zeraora is that the character has been in a it's been in this looming weird spot for like at least a month or two. It, mm -hmm. It's weird. The character's not mm -hmm. bad. I don't think anybody can say the character's bad, but at the same time, it's simultaneously as bad. Which I said that in pur on purpose because it makes no sense. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest definitive thing I can say about it, like where I feel very confident saying this, is that leaving this character at the, the level 10 unite move that automatically hurts its viability. Like when mm -hmm. you look at it and you just think to yourself, well, why would I pick that? Like there's just, there's so many more other options and the unites not, I don't think strong enough to justify it, but the character is weird. It's just weird. The, I, they said that they fixed the passive bug. I swear. I think it's still happening. I got like, I got two shotted by a zero aura like yesterday. And I was like, wait a minute, like, I got to try yeah. this now. You know what I mean? I was like, what is that? Like, what? Like, 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 that doesn't just happen. Like, I don't understand it. And and it's weird. So it's just in a weird spot. I, when I put it on tier list or when I talk about it, people are like, oh, what do you think on Zeraora? I literally just say, like, I don't know right now. Like, I need time. I need info. I need testing. Like, I need like I need MathCore to, like, like they need to tell me because I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing with this character. It's yeah, so bizarre. Same, same. Dude, I feel the exact same way where I'm going, 
What is happening? Why? And I've the same thing happened to me in a match earlier. It deleted me in a half second. And I was like, okay, that's the zero <laughs> or I remember being kind of bugged. And then another moment, a little later, same amount of wild charge hits. It just felt like, oh, nothing happened there. I was totally fine. I don't know what's going on. Sorry to interrupt. I know you're about to talk, Luge, but no, I'm just like, uh, what is fine, happening yeah. to this yeah, Zero Aura, Aura feels so strange right now. It's I, I don't know if the bugs are sorted out because even myself, I'll have games where I, I play and I drop 60,000 damage. The next game, 110,000 damage. Like what, what happened there? Why did I do so much damage in this game? Was, was I just playing so much better? I, I just don't see that. I think there's still something a bit strange still happening with it. But one thing I will say is there is a build that I am dying to try on Zero Aura, and that is uh, Discharge Slow Smoke. Because I was thinking the same thing. It is thing. so yeah. fun to yoink people around with Discharge, and there is no way they're getting out of it if you do that. Do you want to, do you want to slow smoke them and pull them, or do you want to pull them and slow smoke them? I mean, whatever, whichever one I, is available. <laughs> Can you imagine right? like if pulling someone, yeah, and, and then, then you slow smoke them? Ah, mm-hmm. That would be awesome. That's so mean. <laughs> I mean, I feel like slow smoke lasts for so long that if you if you use it when you're about to pull, you'll slow them into your pool, and they'll still be slow <laughs> because the item yeah. is, is balanced. The item is balanced. <laughs> that item is balanced. That's a good point. We should talk about some of these items being balanced. I'm trying to think, you know, there's a there was a change on Talonflame, and I was literally messing with it right before we started recording here, and I want to test this a little more because I actually think maybe some of the numbers we're getting on Talonflame's fly are are changed like like the developers changed it really quickly or maybe we were just wrong because this actually might be kind of a sneaky buff to fly in a weird mm. way um but i i would need to play around with it a bit more crashy i know you messed around with aerial ace a bit how are you feeling about it so for me with talonflame there's always been like two kind of styles of play there's been like um brave bird aerial ace which is very nukey very damage heavy um it it has steel potential but it's very all in right like you don't get to loom around then you have the more i'm kind of free flying i've got flame charge and fly and i can steal you have to deal with the presence of me you know what i mean like if you know i'm around you have to deal with me and that had its own play style well fly takes a step back or or seemingly takes a step back and i was like you know what i'm gonna test I'm going to test being a new King Talonflame. I want to play it. I want to dive in on every fight. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, I've sometimes run score shield goal getter on Talonflame and like just score a bunch, a bunch around the map. I don't want to focus on any of that. I want to be at every fight. I want to dive every squishy. And I have consistently put up 100,000 damage games on this character. And I'm running Razor Claw, Focus Band, and Buddy Barrier. So I'm like surviving. I'm healing myself, I've got the focus ban, and I'm just diving on someone and just full comboing them and just deleting people. And the thing about this build, like when I play it, is when you fall behind, it feels like, oh man, like I dive in and I just die. But when you don't fall behind, when you're ahead, it gets scary. I've been running slow smoke on it, so I like, I brave bird in and just drop a slow smoke and I just go crazy and it feels phenomenal. Like... I actually don't really care for Talon. Like, Luce, you know, I don't really play Talon mm. a ton. He's just not really my favorite. I've been enjoying Talon so much with Brave Bird Aerial Ace. It's, it's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I, I, I love Talonflame because it, to me it just sounds like a, I guess, cheeky Pokemon is the way to talk about it, right? Like you come in, you pop off with Fly, you, you dash out, then you fly over a wall, and then you come back, and then you score some points, and then you die. It's just so much fun to play for me. I, I absolutely love Talonflame, and... I don't think this feels like a nerf on the fly set. It it kind of feels better. Uh, I think they were just trying to incentivize you using fly to fight, not to just run away because those score comps are probably frustrating people <laughs> quite a lot. 
But yeah, I think Talon's in a cool spot. I haven't actually tried the Aerial Ace uh, Braybird board much. I, I played it one game, and it felt pretty cool, but I felt like I was I was playing against a Wigglytuff, so I felt like I was suffering <laughs> yeah. from the same uh, yeah. the same issues as always, right? That's just one thing you, you go through with it. But yeah, that, that, I think Talon plays pretty fun. I'm wondering, I mean, I like Flame, Charge, Fly. That's kind of the talent mm-hmm. that I've played for a long time. But given that Fly now resets more often if you hit an opposing Pokemon with it, and Aerial Ace gives you that healing, I'm wondering, are they hoping people try to combo those two moves together? Like, hey, you hit your Fly, you fight a little bit, you recover with Aerial Ace, and now all of a sudden your Fly is back up because you're still in this fight here? I'm wondering if they're trying to get people to almost brawl a little bit more with that Fly and Aerial Ace, but I've really got to test it out. I'm seeing things that are saying it has a 12-second cooldown when you miss and don't hit an enemy, but as I was testing it earlier, it's only 10 seconds, which is one second off of its original timing here. Hmm. Uh, and if that's the case, I kind of think, it's yeah, I think if anything, it's almost a buff. I mean, the damage yeah. is lowered. You literally do more damage with Brave Bird than Fly now, but still, that feels like a it could be a slight buff on a Talonflame. So I don't really know what to say about that change yet. We have a quick change to Gardevoir, which is Future Sight now uh, has a, a the ability to reset faster when it's not Future Sight Plus yet, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to just jump in here and start talking about Slow Smoke because it's... <laughs> freaking crazy it's like the it's probably the craziest change in this entire patch crashy what do you think so i i feel like i'm gonna be the caveat or the devil's advocate side of this i love where slow smoke is now to to put a pin in that really quickly i think it's overtuned but not very much i would love to see the cooldown go up a little bit but we have had a full heal eject button meta consistently and yeah, there's score comps, there's some score shield or some uh, goal getter going around, right? But you look at any North American tournament, and it's either one team has like four full heals or one team has four eject buttons. <laughs> so basically, TTV always has like one full heal and four eject buttons, and every other team runs like four full heals and one eject button or some combination. And so I'm hearing this kind of these whispers and this rhetoric of, oh my God, Slow Smoke's just so crazy strong. And they're like, oh my God, they're running two of it per team. And I'm like, I'm looking at the loading screens on these tournaments and I'm seeing slow smoke, score shield, full heal. Like I'm seeing like this diversity and I'm like, yo, this is great. Like this is sick. And now I'm starting on ladder. I've messing around with it. I don't know what competitive players are doing, but I'm starting to mess around with X speed a little bit to get myself out of that slow smoke, to give myself some mobility. I'm messing around. I'm enjoying it. X attack got a little bit of a buff. I don't think it's exactly the highest viability, but I feel like we have more diversity and I like that a lot. Maybe the cooldown is just a little too short. Maybe. Or maybe the efficacy is a little too strong. Maybe they can tone it down somewhere. Raise up the cooldown 20 seconds. Maybe pull the slow or the range down a little bit. Some kind of balance of that. But but don't gut it. Please don't gut it because it's finally good. And and I feel like that's that's healthy. Yeah. So I'm glad that we got a meta shift because I think the game needed something to mix it up. And Slow Smoke's really done that. It, it's changed the game a lot. I don't know if it's for the better, but I, I like change. I'm a person that likes change. Um, anything that makes Wigglytuff stronger, I don't enjoy. But <laughs> Slow Smoke, it's it's cool to see because it actually gives you a lot of a potential and outplay, right? If the enemy team gets Zapdos, Slow Smoke them, they're not going to be able to score. There's so many applications for this now that can really change the way people play the game, which I think is really good for the game, I guess, in the long run. And I, I like the item. I think that 
calling it a slow is a lie because it's a stun. You don't move. <laughs> <laughs> you do not move. You are, you, stun it, smoke. <laughs> you you go back in time essentially, and I just <laughs> I, I would just uh, just maybe turn it down a little, but keep it strong. I like to see it strong, but maybe turn it down a little. I'm I'm kind of with you both, honestly. I I like it. I like that there's a, a change here. So I think everything you said, Crashy, is is kind of where I'm at with it. I want different items to be viable. You know, when I see someone run Potion Slowbro and you kind of see how it works, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I like that there's some viability to this right now. I like seeing, even though it's so mean, I like seeing Wiggly with a slow smoke because now not only is it walking into you and it's putting you to sleep, it's putting you in this stun smoke. It's kind of crazy. You cute see charms someone like you in first. Like, come on now. Oh, yeah, cute charms <laughs> you. Yeah. It's just, it's so, uh, it's so cool to see things change. And um, I'm actually all for changes that kind of throw the game into whack for a little while until everyone can sort of figure out what's happening to it. So while I think it is pretty nutty right now, I also am I'm fully here for it. I love when they make a change like this. I'm with you too. We could talk about attack speed, uh, X attack, excuse me, a little bit. Um, I think it feels better, but it's still a little, mm. I don't know. I, I can't, I was trying, I was messing around with it in matches and in practice mode. And I'm like, this still doesn't feel like it's doing enough it's it's it it's better i guess but it still just doesn't feel like it's doing enough i feel like an easy thing to do with x attack which might be crazy but there's a sacrifice for it is to just give it crazy low cooldown like mm. give it like a 15 to 20 second cooldown and then it's just mm. like every time you're engaging someone you're just popping off with it but again the ben the the downside is that you're not full healing out of anything you're not ejecting away from anything it's truly the I want to do a ton of damage ability. And I don't think that you can just take an item like that and just keep buffing its efficacy because that's mm. terrifying. Like if you can you right. imagine if you're just shredding everything when you do have it on, even if it's a 40 mm -hmm. to 60 or nine, even if it was a 90 second cooldown and you have crazy shred on it. I don't think that that's the way to go. So I think it's just like you got to give it a little bit of love on the like I, it just needs to always be up basically kind of thing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I think that when you're taking X attack, it it needs to be worth the value of you're going to die in this team fight. Mm -hmm. You're not going to live for very long, so you need to be able to to do something. And without having the ability to eject things safely, without having the ability to use full heal, like it it definitely I think needs to be something that's up really often, so you can use it in every engagement. Yeah, I think so too. I think it it's. Uh... It's close. It's kind of like how I feel about some Pokemon where it's always like, ah, it's close. It's just yeah. I, I feel like there are so many things I'd rather run instead. Uh, before we just hop into talking about these recent tournaments and worlds and everything like that, I'm just curious if we all want to throw out a Pokemon we think won this patch. For me, it's Charizard. I love what's going on with Charizard so much. For me, it won this balance update. What about you, Crashy? I think so, too. I think because it's um, it was a grand change um otherwise i would maybe give it to another pokemon but it, it's, it's it's a change from like oh you know charizard's cool to being like oh wow yeah i really i want to play it all the time which i did like mm -hmm. charizard's been consistently charizard's my favorite pokemon i'm an old school gen one boomer um charizard has been the was the first character i played when i played the japanese beta it was my first main it's it's just been the thing that i've always played and now i feel like i'm actually it's worth playing and yeah it's a huge huge winner for me 
Yeah, yeah. I think Charizard definitely definitely came out on top in this patch. It, I want to say Lucario, but if you're already the best and then you stay the best, <laughs> is that really that impactful? So, yeah. so I, I mean, guess, it's still yeah, one big. Close combat's still one big, so I won't take it away from you. <laughs> yeah, and, and Garchomp, Garchomp got some, some love. Yeah, but oh, I, yeah. I think yeah, I think Charizard, I think, is, is probably the winner of this patch. That's true. I mean, both Lucario staying the greatest and Garchomp actually becoming really, really playable. Those mm -hmm. are also huge wins uh, in this patch. Let's talk about worlds being announced pokemon unite is going to be at the world championships in august in london there is rumored to be a one million dollar prize pool for this tournament multiple teams from uh, every region are competing we don't know what that's going to be yet we don't know how many teams from north america japan uh the australian servers where are they all going to come from how many how does qualifying work we don't know any of that information, but this does signal uh, a big investment into Unite, which is what we were all hoping for. I mean, they seem to be doing a lot uh, with the sort of the, I guess, the Japanese team and Unite. Like, they're pretty stoked on the game. They have tournaments all the time. <laughs> yeah. their, their Twitter seems to be actually tweeting on time with things. Uh, but other regions, I don't know if we're getting as much love, but this really shows a a worldwide commitment to this game and this game releasing more places. So yeah, Lush, what do you think about this announcement for Worlds? I am so excited for Worlds. As you two know, um, my team Al is is hoping to compete in Worlds. So we're we're really looking forward to that. We're we're doing our best to make it. We've been practicing all day every day, you know, versing top players and having a great time doing it. And and I just think this is so big for the game. I think it's so big for the game because I'm I'm a I'm a Pokemon fan through and through. I have in my entire life and I remember the impact that the Pokemon world just had on on the entire organization. And it, it was so big. And I honestly think that this game has a big future ahead of it. And I'm excited to see this be the beginning of that. What, what's your take, Rashi? Yeah, I think the the introduction of Worlds is it's the it's the head nod that says, you know what, we're we're in this for the long haul, right? Like at, at very least it's the it's the nod or the the message to say we're going to give this a shot and see how it goes. Um but I think that the online reception for competitive for Pokémon Unite has been the strongest um part of this entire game. Competitive has been the biggest part. And you know, there's a lot of you know, oh, it's a kid's game, it's a casual game, it's, you know, it's fun, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But at its core, it's a MOBA, and there's never been a MOBA that's been made casually, right? Like, or or mainly casually. Um, and Unite's the same. Like, yeah, it's got the casual elements to it, it's got the catch-up mechanics, it's short, it's mobile, but actually... It's so incredibly competitive. And it, and the crazy thing is, is that it's, it's very volatile. So you have to not, not only do you have to be incredibly good, you have to be perfect. You have to be so perfect when you're playing against some of these teams. Mm -hmm. You and cannot make a mistake. You cannot make a mistake. And I think that we have we have these regional metas and it's all going to come to fruition. And like I said, Spraggles, we, we, we talked about this in the in the lost episode which meta's better? You know, we just don't know. You know, I, we mm. have opinions. Which meta's better? And I can't wait to see it. I, I've i been peeking the, you know, I watched the Korean uh, LAN event they did. I watched the Japanese tournaments that they do. They do monthly Japanese tournaments. I would love to see some of that, like, pre-world stuff come to the Western world a little bit. I understand maybe they're, you know, just waiting and, and using that as, like, a testing platform. Who knows to see how everything's going to run. But, yeah, details. That's probably the most thing we're excited for. Obviously, Lush uh, was a former tank player for like me and my team, we weren't super serious, but um, watching him, him and Sulawu peel off to focus on the Australia 
uh, team specifically. They've been doing really well. I'm really excited to see how many slots the OCE or like Australia region will get because I think that they have a really big chance. I would love to see Loosh at Worlds. I'm most likely going to be in participation to the event, you know, uh, assuming that if that's a, an option. And I think that Worlds is going to be huge for this game. There's so yeah. many people that know about Unite. Content creators know about it. Worlds is just that next amplification for the game, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, sorry, sorry, Sparkles, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> and with a prize pool like that, I mean, we could start to see some bigger orgs start sniffing mm -hmm. around this game. I mean, and there are a few teams that are really poised to, you know, obviously get picked up in that situation. TTV openly was talking about looking for, you know, one of those big orgs to kind of grab them and make them one of their teams. I'm, I'm interested to see when the details start to get finalized, what happens to this game, because we could also see some sharks come into it. Like, People who are silly good at other MOBAs can jump into this and start getting very, very good. A big org can go, no, we're going to win Worlds. There's a million bucks on the line. We're going to put a team up. We've got people who are great at MOBAs. Let's throw them into Unite. The amazingly good thing about Unite is the matches are so short. So I feel like you can learn this game a lot quicker than you can learn a game where the matches take, you know, 40 minutes to an hour at times. You can run Definitely. back to back games really fast. So we could see new teams hopping into this. I mean, there's no question that this announcement is positive for the game in every single way. These big prize pools, I hope it stays huge. I hope it's a huge prize pool because it just gets a lot of eyes on this game. And that's what Unite needs. It needs to continue to grow and continue to get a lot of hype around it. And I don't care how many $40 skins I need to buy. I'll keep buying them if it means we have a world. So I'm really, really excited for it. Yeah, yeah I think I, that I'm, the uh, the implication of big tournaments are it, it sends such a ripple through the community because when you can see the developer support for the game it gives third-party companies a reason to say oh there's viewership here there's reach potential you know we can we can you know pr we can promote our product our services let's start running these tournaments and we just saw something like that with a drive and smash gg you know that was a collaboration event that they put on a three-month league and that, that i mean i don't know if you were ready to segue into that but an events like that can easily coexist if the community is thriving if we have that reach potential those numbers people are watching these tournaments then that's where the sponsors come in that's where you know ttv gets signed uh Athelion, i believe is on a contract i believe or, or they're signed with their team uh team shiny is obviously signed on you know under a drive so that's where these teams will start to foster a, an ecosystem within their own regions right now we you know our region is just it's real scrappy basically everybody's just scrimming and playing um mm -hmm. but it's starting to legitimize the world's announcement the official world's announcement was step one but the bargaining chips aren't really on the table just yet because we don't have all the full details as soon as we know hey oh there's you know four slots north america or two slots and then you start you know you can leverage the the details and the data that's whenever it's going to get really interesting on the esports side of things um within each region yeah. yeah yeah let's so, let's talk about oh no go ahead Luce. Yeah. i don't want to yeah, so, cut you off so we, we keep jumping gets, all yeah. you know what forget it Luce. never mind you don't get to say anything I, i'll leave, I'll leave. No. so worlds just gets me really excited so that's why i've been trying to i'm trying to jump in because I, I, I just love talking about worlds and it's something that i'm i'm so excited to see because i love the competitive scene of this game i think it's really really good i think i think we're still early so we'll look back in a couple of years and we'll think oh wow people were bad at this game right it, it's it's still early on but I just, I'm so excited to see the, the Japanese meta versus the NA meta versus the EU, EU meta. Either we have our own meta here in Australia and 
everyone playing on an even playing ground, a LAN event, no ping, just, I think it's going to be amazing to watch. I think it's going to be a spectacle. And that, that's, that's all I want to say. I got it out. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's talk about this recent tournament. So there, there were two huge tournaments recently. There was that G4 Invitational Tournament that had a big prize pool and a lot of the top teams you would expect from North America competing. And then uh, after that, we had the shiny league finishing up their months long journey into their grand finals championship match. And I'm, I mean, not a big shocker. We saw two teams that I think would probably be expected to make it all the way to the end in the grand finals, TTV and team shiny. We can talk about a few things leading up to that uh, first, but I don't know if you guys have thoughts on the G4 tournament that you want to hop into before that. Yeah, I think um huge shout out to G4 and Frost for, for putting that together. Obviously Frost and she, she's, um you know, plays for Sucker Bunch and works with that team. And, and so it's, it really seems like a passion project from her to, to bring G4 and a competitive platform to the game. And that's huge, right? Like that's an individual person taking their love and their passion for something to promote this game. And that's what we need, right? Um, it was a massive prize pool. It was $5,000. I think the winning team yeah. got 2000 of it, or was it the full? No, it was a 5,000 winners takes all. I, I yeah, thought it was, it was winner, winner take all. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. All, it was, yeah. it was winner take all. And it was an amazing, there was some crazy games. I'm talking absolutely crazy games. There was a tie. I mean, a 683 to 683 tie. It, it, that event, I, I watched it. I, I kept watching it. Usually I'll drop off events. I'm going to be honest. I drop off in the middle and I come back for finals, semifinals, and I kept watching it. And then I looked at the clock. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing anything. I went to the kitchen. I threw it on the TV. I'm cooking and I'm like watching around the corner. I'm like cooking. Like I couldn't get my eyes off of it. It was a, an amazing event. Um, you know, me and you, Spraggles, we did the Crashy Cut My Little event. I know how stressful it can be to sit there and solo produce an event. So Frost, like I could tell, dude, she had her work cut out for her. Again, I just want to give her so many mad props for not only just putting her passion and bringing G4 to that, but sitting there and doing the work. And it was long. That was a long event. So, wow, mm -hmm. man, just that was such a great event. And then, um, yeah, Team Shiny event was great, or the Shiny League was great. Yeah, yeah Luz, did you see uh, G4 at all? Yeah, yeah, I did. And uh, I want to say, as Crashy said, Frost Green did an incredible job. Like, that was not easy. She did incredibly, like, honestly, well done. That was that was amazing. And I think that tournament is the most hype I've been watching this game ever. Every game was so neck and neck. There were teams um, like Dawi's Stray Dogs that performed like I've never seen them. People were playing their hearts out, and it was just, it was so incredible to watch. There was that tied game with TTV, like, oh, what a tournament. And uh, Team Shiny, obviously, I, I loved watching you guys cast that. That was great. You guys did well. Well done, guys. Well done. But oh, yeah, that was, that was also incredible. And I'm loving seeing the, the competitive scene this game really, really take off. But what was your take on it, Spraggles, on, on both the tournaments? Yeah, G4 was awesome. Uh, I sat, I saw that uh, Frost said, which, uh, yeah, again, very cool that she did that. It's so, it's so nice for people like that to support this game because they, you know, they have a lot of influence and getting G4 behind it. That was just awesome. Uh, and I got to kind of not, uh, what would it, co-stream. I co-streamed the whole thing. So I was watching it the whole time, commentating the whole time. When I was done, I had no voice. I was talking for like eight hours straight. It was great some of the best games i've seen in a tournament in a long time like yeah some of those wins that draw win was absolutely insane but there were three or four games in that tournament that were just so exciting so i really enjoyed that and something that it also set up 
was Team Shiny taking this huge win before the Shiny League, and then, of course, them making it all the way to the grand finals in the Shiny League tournament. So, yeah, Crashy and I got to cast that uh, with A-Drive and Zlinx, and that was very fun to do. So uh, it was it was really it was really cool. It was actually nice to have a little bit of a break, which I didn't I didn't know what that would be like, but it was kind of cool to just sit back and watch Crashy, you know, cast a game here and there. That was really, really fun. And uh, that tournament was interesting because the G4 tournament, TTV did okay. And for people who don't know, maybe people who are just, you know, getting into Unite right now, TTV is uh, the most dominant team sort of in the West. They've won the most out of any team. So uh, they're often talked about as one of the best teams in the game. They did pretty well in the G4 tournament. They had a couple close matches and then they got uh, beaten by Shiny in the semifinals. However, in the Shiny League tournament, I don't think I've ever seen TTV play better. They stomped every single team they played, and it was pretty mean. Some of these games, I was like, "Oh my god!" They are they're going up against some of the best teams in this game, and they were putting on a show. As Crashy said, they were putting on a clinic at one point. I mm. love that phrase. I've never used it right in my life, but they were putting on a clinic when they went up against Team Shiny in the finals. There was a really exciting game too, but I mean, they were dominant, just yeah. dominant. the 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 thing about TTV is that. I feel like they're just like the godfathers of competitive with this game and we are we were fresh off a new patch, right? And this patch it put them so close to like an OG meta for them. Like it, it gave them Lucario top lane, it gave them Cinder jungle. Like you have I mean granted it's like Wiggly bottom cuz Wiggly's just been so dominant, but you have like a tri-lane bottom, uh, you know, goof playing Pikachu mostly. It just gave them so close to like a meta and a comp that they're used to playing. And they, I just think they just ran home with it. It was super, super fun to watch. Um, but even the storyline, just to talk about the entire event, like the storyline of like Ophelia and Red Love's team, who, mm. you know, listen, I, I think that it's worth talking about. Red Love and his team, they're the 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 bad the villains they're they're loud they're angry they like to talk trash like i like it man so like if y'all are listening to this i think that that dynamic is so cool and and it doesn't feel forced right like they're just loud they like to get hyped up and they're good right like they're consistently winning tournaments on the side you know they play a bunch of different tournaments they're they're keeping like these win streaks going they have this this rhetoric this conversation and they take down team shiny which is i would say I wouldn't call it a huge upset, but a bit of an upset. And they send Team Shiny into the loser's bracket. And then Team Shiny brings it back to get their rematch up against them. And then they take them down. And it's like, uh, it's a great third place finish, man. It's a great place to be for Aphelion. And I love mm. seeing them continue to push themselves. So big shout outs to Aphelion. Red Love, I truly do think that he's just one of the better Venusaurs I see. He's so practiced and so, and he performs so well. And the thing about Aphelion is that their team fight is phenomenal. They are yeah. the death ball squad. They're really good at it. It's almost weird because you would just think like, yeah, just stay close to each other in death ball. They're really good at it. They death ball together. They just wipe people out. And then they, they, <laughs> they, they've kind of almost ad adapted the bad macro flipbird style of play where if the game's not going well, they still know that they can just death ball, maybe catch a pick and then flip. Like they've, they've gotten, they have a formula for themselves and it's really fun to watch. But yeah, team shiny taking them down and then going back into the grand finals. Oh, dude, what a story. Yeah, yeah, I think TTV are just such a cohesive unit. I think they're just, when it comes to teamwork, they have a down more than anybody in this game. Um, and I think they were out to prove a point after G4 to show that they are still the best. And I think they just, 
they played like it. They played like they are the best, and it was it was a spectacle to watch. It was incredible. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I, they they played so good. I think they had a little. They always have something to prove because when you're the best, all you can do is lose. Essentially, mm-hmm. like if you win, it's like, well, yeah, they're the best. But <laughs> if you lose, like, oh my gosh, they lost. So they're in that weird place where, uh, thank God, nobody expects me to win all the time. When I win, people are like, hey, <laughs> Sprinkles won a game. Uh, but yeah, they're in that weird spot. I also agree about Aphelion. Aphelion was killer. Yeah, they did so well against Team Shiny. I love the way they play. Red Love, I, he, for my money, he might be the best Venusaur out there. When he gets going, I mean, he is absolutely incredible. And uh, I was hoping to see them possibly in the finals. It was either going to be them or Team Shiny, right? Those were the last uh, two that were fighting out of the the in the losers finals. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, 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 losers finals. And then something else uh, interesting that happened in that tournament. I think that's that's the last tournament we're going to see this current roster of Bad Macro Flipbird, or even just the team name in general, right? Because they're in different regions, so they're kind of splitting up so that they can get ready for Worlds, which is a team that I've always really, really liked, Bad Macro. So that's kind of the last time we're going to see them, I think. Yeah, yeah. as far as I've heard, Chris and Brev are going to be splitting off because they're the two European players, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the irony of that is that, like, I guess you can assume that that's how it's going to work. Like, we know we're going to have regional qualifiers and, like, re- like regional league, maybe. Like, we don't really know exactly how it's going to work. Um, but I, I think it's probably best for them to to assume a position in EU. And, and realistically, the sooner the better, right? Like, it's great to be a dominant team or to be a really good team now, but you have to prepare for Worlds. And, and honestly, August is just not that far away. It's really not that far away. We still don't have any official news about things. So it's probably going to come out and it's going to happen fast. So, um, like Luge, for example, and Sulu splitting off to, to start focusing on Australia. And I think like from what I've seen and, and the games and stuff, Kushy. yeah, dude. <laughs> from what I've seen, like performing really well in Australia and just being prepared, even if they don't know anything yet. Uh, so yeah, bad macro Flipbird, man, what a great team. I, I love watching them. I've known Chris for a while. Like I said, I've, I've known him since back in the infinite crisis days. Um, so I've known of him. I like to watch him. I like to follow him and bruv's an amazing tank player, but we'll have to just see what happens for them. You know, what what roster they can form out of European players, um, at least on that side of things, to uh, to see how they they operate. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that you boys wanted to talk about tournament wise before we kind of move on to maybe some of our last topics of the show? Not particularly myself. I just think tournament wise, like the the thing about this game is that like as much as I could harp about matchmaking or things that I don't care for and 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 like little systems or rewards that I want, um, at the end of the day, it's a five v five game. And when mm-hmm. you if you want to see some phenomenal unite play, I mean, you see things that you just didn't know were capable of being done on such a what is such a seemingly simple game, right? And Man, if you're not paying attention to the tournament scene, I just I challenge you to watch at least a few games of a tournament sometime. It, it's there's so much heart in it, there's so much passion, mm-hmm. there's hard work, there's there's the 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 from the production people, the you know all the different casters, myself included, Spraggles, um, you know, big again, just I don't know if we said this, but huge shout out to A Drive for kind of last minute inviting us yeah. to this broadcast. That was so kind of him, and I I love doing How it, nice. I love it. Um, so yeah, just I challenge you to to invest yourself a little bit on the spectator side of Unite because Unite's a great game to be a part of as a player but i honestly think that it might even be a better game to be a part of just as a community member and a and a fan of so uh, i definitely want to send that challenge out there 
As someone who mainly plays solo queue, I can tell you it's much better to watch sometimes <laughs> than to participate at certain sometimes, points. Sometimes. We didn't even get to... I forgot to mention, we saw Garchomp from Rin in the finals. Mm-hmm. We saw that amazing Machamp mm-hmm. from... Uh, I'm blanking Sarah on the team name. Sarah, Sarah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were just so good. I love seeing those picks. We saw some Mammoth Swines in there. It was just a great tournament. And yeah, big, big shout outs to A-Drive, not only for supporting the community in such a big way, but more importantly, letting me be a part of the broadcast. That's the <laughs> most important thing that happened there. Uh, I don't think we mentioned this earlier, and uh, I hope we didn't because I do like to give people a fair warning. This is going to be a little spoiler talk about the next Pokemon coming to the game. It has not been officially announced You've probably seen it everywhere if you're following this game at all, but spoilers, we're about to talk about the next Pokemon coming, at least for a little bit here. That's the warning about the spoiler. If you're still watching, we're going to talk about Aegislash coming to the game. The next all-rounder. I mean, we needed more all-rounders, yeah. apparently. Yeah. No speedsters, no Defender supports. coming up next, guys. <laughs> yeah, Defender. We need some more Defenders and all-rounders. And uh, I mean, honestly... It looks sick, and also given that they released Trevenant, and Trevenant is okay, you know, not Mm. one of the most uh, powerful releases and definitely not one of the most popular releases, uh, I think this Pokemon is shaping up to be insanely cool. I think it just looks so good. Yeah, yeah. I think Aegislash, to me personally, looks like a Pokemon that's going to really reward high-skill players. It looks like something that you really have to time your abilities on and you have to worry about this this passive with its boosted attacks i'm not completely sure how that works myself but it looks like it's got this good balance between defense and offense and using those at the right time is going to be really really key to to making this pokemon work i think i think the unite uh i hope it does a lot because it's very narrow i'm sure you guys see it's 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 so it's so tiny and so i'm hoping it has some kind of crazy secondary effect or does like absurd amounts of damage or or something like that but but you made a video about it crashy what's your take on aegislash um yeah aegislash looks really cool to me i i think that it seemingly seems very simple like you kind of look at it and it's just like it almost looks one dimensional, but we're looking at leaks and, you know, unreleased footage. And so there's, I'm sure there's nuance in there that I'm just not quite seeing, right? Like when you use an offensive ability, it puts you in sword stance. When you use a defensive ability, it puts you in shield stance. What exactly does that do? Is it is it as simple as we think or is there much more nuance to it? Now, from what I could gather, normal attacks never have boosteds. But you build your boosteds by using your main ability. So mm. you have the 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 claw move where you kind of swipe, and you have that like more angular dash like kind of uh, area um, slash move. And those two moves, depending on whether you hit, will give you a boosted auto. Now here's the big question: When you hit multiple targets, will it give mm. you multiple charges? These mm. boosted autos or these autos, it goes up to four. You can see it. It's like the three white ticks and then the fourth one is yellow. So it caps off at four. So you can store up to four of them. They're stored. It's a lot like Blissey's where they become stored. I don't think they fall off from what I could see. So and they act a lot. It's very, very similar in my mind to Greninja's boosted melee. So when you hit something, you like sword slash through them. So, you know, when you look at the kit in an isolated dummy fighting situation, it looks really simple. But in my mind, I see you 
slamming a team, getting four charges, dash through, dash through, shield up, dash through. Like I, I, in my mind, it, it sounds way faster, way more loose, throw a unite move on top of it than what you can even tell. And we don't know the nuance between the abilities. Does being in sword stance raise your damage by what, you know, we don't understand it. And I think that the character is, I think there's going to be some skill expression here that is going to be really, really cool. Yeah, that's one of the, the when I watch this character, I think players who are very good at this game are going to pop off in a crazy way with this character. One of its issues might be that it's, you know, it's got three stages to it. So any Pokemon that has three stages, you automatically think, all right, well, now it needs to go in the jungle. Possibly, at least it needs to go in the jungle. And now you're taking experience away from a Pokemon like Cinderace, who is just one of the craziest Pokemon in the game right now, or Greninja or something like that. So it's always a bit of a gamble to have a three Evo Pokemon, kind of like as we talked about earlier, Dragonite. It's just... Yeah, it's so whatever in the lane for such a long time mm. that you wonder what it's going to do to Aegislash being a three-stage Pokemon like that. However, when I'm watching it fight, I'm just thinking, man, this thing is going to tear teams apart. We don't know all the numbers. Like That's something we just can't tell until you really start playing it. You get the feel of it. But it feels like this could wipe entire enemy teams. Mm. Yeah, it definitely looks scary. It looks interesting. And yet... I just, I can't wait to see how it's going to be used. I mean, I, I, it appears with King Shield that you can completely block a move. And that's that's something I'm going to I'm gonna love to see how the, the top end players use that, where, where they plan to. And I, I, want, I think this could be a top laner, depending on how much damage it does. But with that defensive move it has in the other game, I think Iron Defense it's called, right? I think that's what it is. Um, mm -hmm. I think you could really use that and outplay Lucario. Uh, it, it's going to depend on its late game impact, of course, but... I definitely am, am excited to see Age of Slash. I mean, it's a fan favorite Pokemon, right? I mean, I think yeah. everyone likes Age of Slash. Yeah, for me, yeah, I definitely, I feel it. Like, so I, I obviously, like for all-rounder, I kind of think of the viability between lane and jungle. And like having the first move where you kind of like dash and teleport looks good mm. for lane, right? Gives it some mobility. And having a defensive ability looks good for lane. So I, I think about it and I'm like, it could probably be a good jungler. Like anything could be a good jungler. Um, but it's probably going to be a laner, assuming that it actually plays out well. So I'm really looking forward to another laner because God yeah. knows we have we have plenty of junglers in the game. So it's um, five and yeah. seven, right? The evolutions five and seven. Yeah, is that yeah? Yeah, it's on the like the five seven nine uh, curve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, we just had them release a Pokemon that wasn't crazy overpowered. We might see them release another Pokemon that's not crazy overpowered. Then again, they went from Mamoswine to Sylveon. Uh, at one point, I remember them mm. releasing a Pokemon that wasn't crazy overpowered, and then mm -hmm. they released Sylveon. So, mm. yeah, guys. Um <laughs> I think we did it. I think that's a lot of great stuff for our first episode here. Yes. I thought a fun way for us to maybe cap this, uh, we did this on our last episode, was just give uh, people a build that you're really enjoying right now that maybe isn't something uh, that they're seeing a ton of. Uh, I said this last time. I'll say it again. I feel like I'm talking about this build a lot, but I really like playing a stacking Blissey right now. You've got your special attack specs, your score shield, your buddy barrier. You're in that bottom lane uh, and you're healing for just insane amounts of damage. If you find one Look, I'm a solo queue boy. If you find <laughs> one player on your team who's super solid, you just follow them around all game. You keep them alive no matter what. You're in pretty good shape. So that's kind of like my fun little build that I want to leave you with. What about you, Loosh? I think my favorite thing at the moment is definitely uh, that, that I think is a little slept on is Slow Smoke Mamoswine. 
you can't escape this Pokemon. <laughs> you can't get away from Slow Sucks Fine. It's going to just beat you down and you're probably going to break your controller. But it's it's definitely something really fun. And I suggest you try it out if you haven't. Crash. That's uh, that's infuriating. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I, I think that like um, with all these crazy changes happening this last patch, it's easy to get excited about some of the big ticket winners. But I'm telling you, man, try out this Talonflame build. The, it, I, I wouldn't have said this in the last episode, obviously, because we didn't have this patch. And I, I really wouldn't expect to say anything about Talonflame because I really don't care for the Pokemon that much. But this build has been fun. I am putting up mm. crazy fights. Um, just to to elaborate on it, I've been running Razor Claw, Focus Band, Buddy Barrier. You're defensive. You have healing. You have um, you can run the slow smoke on it. So when you dive in, you're just in the team fight and you really commit to the fight, which is a very different style of play with Talon. You kind of would dive in and dash out, right? You know, land in, dash out. And that's just not how I'm playing it. I'm in and I'm in and I'm sticking around and it's <laughs> been a lot of fun to fight with. I just think it's it's surprising. And all other all, like there's always that like when people don't know how to play against something because it hasn't been played a ton, you kind of catch them off guard too. So it's got that element of surprise and it's it's just been a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I want to thank everyone for watching. Thank you for listening to the first episode of You're on Fire, a Pokemon Unite podcast for myself, Crashy, Loosh. I love you and goodbye. Mm -hmm.